Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. In this episode of The Bell Tale... The story of Palomina's Green Pastures mega church and its pastor, Jeff Wright. The Lord is doing some lovely things. One guy this week uh, who hasn't been able to walk, when he heard me talking about going out to walk and pray, he started to go out and he's off his tablets and he's walking on the roads praying every day and he says he's hearing God. The 1,600-seat capacity American-style evangelical church is unique in Northern Ireland. Though it's very different than what you would normally see in, you know, Catholic or Protestant churches, these services are very much loud. There's a full band. The pastor would walk out around the stage with the microphone on. Founded by the charismatic Jeff Wright, it has many hundreds of members. Good evening, church. We are so welcome. How good is it to be here on Resurrection Sunday? But recent years have seen controversies at Green Pastures, not least of which were the massive financial contributions from the then struggling company Wright Bus. Yesterday, the bank refused to pay the wages. Come on. And I'm sorry, Waves, that it's come to this, but it's coming so suddenly that we didn't know. And I'm sorry, Colin, we never got a chance. I'm joined by Sunday Life journalist Christopher Woodhouse and Belfast Telegraph journalist Andrew Madden. Andrew, beginning with yourself, just what is Green Pastures? Well, Green Pastures is an evangelical church and it was founded back in 2007 by Jeff Wright. Um, it was first situated on a site next to the Wright Bus Factory, which was run at the time by Jeff Wright's family, and he was actually a director there at one stage. Um, so founded in two, 2007, and then at about two, it was 2012, they purchased a huge 97-acre site um, on the outskirts of Bellamina, and they set up their new church building there with um, plans as well to develop into a project which Jeff Wright called The Gateway, which is going to be complete with social housing, a supermarket, you know, amenities and cafes, much like a very like a small village, really. Um, and it's grown in size over the years, and now on its regular Sunday service, you would see upwards of 600 people attending. And it also, you know, has hundreds of volunteers, and it runs, for instance, breakfast clubs, after-school clubs for kids. There's a, there's a you know, a youth group and things like that. Now, obviously, we are looking at Green Pastures because it's, a, it's an unusual story. It has a charismatic leader. And, of course, it is an entirely legitimate church religion. And it's frequented by people of, of great and sincere faith. I know you've been up there. 
Oh yes, yes. I've visited um, the church a number of weeks ago, but at that time the service was actually cancelled. I think we'll get into a bit of that later. Um, but as I say, there's young and old that go there um, from all over, not just people in Balamina or people that have followed from the previous incarnation when I was next to the right bus factory. Um, and as I say, the, you know, have a youth group and various after-school clubs and different ministries and things like that. Um, but the people of of very, very dedicated faith. And it's a faith, perhaps, which is not it's not mainstream here. No, it's no, it's very different than what you would normally see in you know Catholic or Protestant churches in Northern Ireland, where you know you would have solemn hymns and whatnot. These services are very much loud. There's a full band. You know, the the pastor would would walk out around the stage with a, you know a headphone microphone on. You proclaim the Lord's death till He come, and now comes this week to examine ourselves. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself. And so let him eat of the bread. Come on, examine yourself and then, you're, then you can eat. Um, so it's a bit different than what we would normally see, but it attracts a huge crowd. For want of a better word, it sounds very American. Very much so, yes. Yes, it's like those, um, you know, American televangelists kind of sounds. Now, aside from the religious aspects and the, I suppose, the the distinctiveness of the church here, um, it has been in the news. It has indeed. This started back really in April um, when an external review was launched by the board um, into complaints against uh, Jeff Wright. Now, Jeff Wright at the time was suspended while the review was ongoing. However, the board then said that he continued to attend church and hold meetings with members, which prompted more complaints. And it also prompted the resignation of eight executive members of the church, which would be senior members. Um, And then on May the 1st, uh, during a Sunday service, Jeff Wright informed parishioners that he was stepping down himself. Did he give any reason for that resignation? We don't know. Normally, you see, um, the Green Pasture services would be streamed online. This service in particular was not streamed online. And when I visited the church um, a number of weeks ago to try to find out what, what was behind the resignation, um, I was simply told we don't know and there was no one available to speak about it. So we have no idea about the nature of any of those complaints made? No, we simply know that they were about um, his leadership style and nothing more was essentially was really said about that. But then in an email sent... Um, from Green Pastures, the, at the board of Green Pastures to church members on May the 5th. It kind of revealed a few details. Um, it said that the reviews regarding alleged behaviours by Pastor Jeff Wright, which have purportedly had a detrimental and significant impact on the mental and spiritual well-being of those staff. At this stage, the board do not believe that the complaints give rise to moral or financial failures on the part of Pastor Jeff Wright. Rather, we understand that they mostly centre around issues relating to the style of leadership adopted by Pastor Jeff Wright. Uh, and we've had sight of that. We have. And the email, um, an email was also sent to church members then from a group within the church, which called themselves Green Pastures People's Voices. And they were calling for truth and transparency over the events in recent weeks. Um, they also said they sent a letter to the group, or the group sent a letter to the board calling for a meeting, which was then refused. And then the board launched an internal investigation into an alleged uh, GDPR breach, which was regarding unsolicited emails sent to board members. And it was also confirmed on May the 5th that the Charity Commission has launched an investigation after a concern was raised about Green Pastures, 
We don't know what that concern related to, other than it was about governance issues. And then on May the 8th was the Sunday where I went to visit Green Pastures in Ballymena. It was a beautiful day. And I pulled up in the car park down the road that leads to the massive site, which is called Faith Avenue. And there was, I was surprised to see so few cars there, to be honest, um, because I had heard, you know, upwards of 600 people would attend these services. So I went in anyway, because there was a few people milling about. And I was simply told that the... Um, the service had been cancelled. Um, then I made it known, you know, I was a journalist and I was, was hoping to find out a bit more information about what has happened in recent weeks, but I was told there was no one else to speak to. And then when I was outside in the car park, um, a few other cars pulled up and they, they had asked me, you know, why, why is there no service going on? And I simply said, you know, I was told it was cancelled. And I asked a few parishioners whether, you know, do you think this has anything to do with the resignation or the recent, the recent um, events at the church? And they said they know nothing about it. And that church service that you went to, to to observe, you were expecting Pastor Wright to personally lead that service? No, I was expecting perhaps an assistant or junior pastor, someone that was filling in for him, because at this stage we knew that he had resigned, or we knew that he had resigned at this stage, So, but the, churches, the church services were still ongoing as far as we knew, um, with someone else filling in. And then this week, um, on Tuesday, May the 17th, the board emailed members announcing their intention to resign after they received emails which they branded threatening and abusive. And that's where we stand now. Do, do we have any impression, I suppose, as, as to the reality of the power structures within the church? Well, we know that they have what they called an executive team, which was made of senior members. They were the first to resign. And then we also know, obviously, they have a board, which would also be made up of extremely senior members and long-serving members. And they have also now resigned. So who that leaves would perhaps be, you know, the um, the pastors that were filling in for Jeff Wright's instances of recognition and other senior members. But other than that, it's very much, you know, a closed shop in that sense. And obviously the church, however, has always been connected with the, the right name and with Jeff Wright. Uh, he is a charismatic man. He is indeed. And uh, you only have to look at the numbers of um, of his congregation over the years. Um, it just grew, it outgrew its site at the, beside the right bus factory. So we had to buy this new, huge 97-acre plot of land and, you know, over 600 members going to a church service on a Sunday. That's a lot more than many, many Catholic or Protestant churches these days in Northern Ireland. Now, what sort of man is Pastor Jeff Wright? I asked Belfast Telegraph columnist Fanola Meredith, who's interviewed him in the past and who's attended a service at Green Pastures. So, Fanola, what sort of a guy is he? Well, the first thing is you couldn't miss him. He's quite a tall guy. And uh, when he comes into the room, I met him in the church's cafe. And when he, he came into the cafe, he sort of dominates the space. And he came in with his sort of retinue of, I don't know, lesser pastors of some kind. But you were no doubt, here's the big boss man. Uh, you know, that was very much the vibe. Though, interestingly, he actually speaks quite quietly. Um, he has quite a soft voice, um, which you don't really expect. That surprised me. Um, but nonetheless, he clearly exerted an incredible amount of sort of charismatic uh maybe control almost over the congregation in the sense that they seem to be very clearly in the service itself responding to the messages he was giving them and again very much the center of attention and when he gave a sermon um it was you know you could t- tell people were kind of wrapped you know they, they were felt compelled to listen um so i find that all very strange and interesting 
And so we be encouraged by it today. Amen? Come on, that's no encouragement. Come on, let's say, yoo-hoo! Come on. I got the impression reading your piece and reading other pieces about Jeff Wrighton, indeed listening to his, some of his sermons, he seems very much a man with a mission. Did you get that sense? I did. Um, he was very, the way he spoke about himself and what inspired him, he was very much uh, interested in, you know, doing good socially. That seemed to be important to him. Um, he talked a lot about it. But I saw also a man with great ambitions. I mean, the the plans for that, uh, as I called it in the article, the new Jerusalem up there near Balamina on this huge, I think it's 97 acre site. Obviously, a lot of that has stalled now. But oh, my goodness, like the scale of the thing that he was planning. And so, you know, despite this sort of quiet, almost humble manner, this was a man with big dreams. And by God, he was determined to fulfill them. And you've attended a sermon at Green Pastures, which I read you've compared to high octane rock. A weird experience for me. Um, so really, it was. I think it was the main Sunday evening service um, at Green Pastures, as was when it was still in the sort of big factory-like building within the Wright Bus compound. So a few years ago, but I don't imagine it had changed that much since. Um, and goodness, it was so loud. It was so noisy. They did this countdown before the service began you know like 10 9 8 and you had the numbers coming off on a big screen and then they had a sort of um like youth rock band accompanying all the the singing there was not a moment it seemed to me in the the full you know however long the service lasted maybe a couple of hours but there seemed to be barely a moment of quietness you know to the extent I thought where did Jesus say, you know, you must constantly bombard me with noise? It was really heightened. And it had a similar feel to the, a rock gig too, in the sense that, you know, people were up, they were singing, they were dancing, they were singing in tongues. And hugely moved, I could see, by by what was going on. So there was a sense of great, um, yes, a great heightening of emotion in this huge room, this huge crowd, you know, maybe a thousand people. And I actually found it slightly overwhelming. I think I wrote in the piece here, I felt like hiding under my seat because it was just so intense. And it seemed to me there wasn't a lot of room for reflection, for thinking. Um, but it was all about the praise, you know, these these songs of praise to Jesus. Fanola Meredith, thank you very much. So, Christopher Woodhouse, you're a journalist with The Sunday Life and you're another journalist who's taken a, an interest in this story over the years. Jeff Wright, that surname is a well-known surname in, in Balamina and obviously people, it's connected with Wright Bus. What is or what was uh, the relationship between Green Pastures, the church, and Wright Bus? At the outset, it must be stressed that there is no current financial relationship between the owner of Wright Bus, Joe Bamford, and Green Pastures Church. The financial relationship between Green Pastures and Right Bus took the form of several substantial charitable donations by
by the then Ride Bus parent company, the Cornerstone Group. It owned all of the various Ride Bus companies in Northern Ireland and its coach building operations in Singapore and Hong Kong, as well as its fiberglass plant in India. In the six or so years uh, prior to its collapse into administration between 2012 and 2017, Cornerstone Group donated approximately £16 million to Green Pastures Church. Now, there is nothing to suggest there was anything improper in any of the directors or shareholders approving the donation from Cornerstone Group to the church over those years. But what did raise several eyebrows and certainly annoyed some of the, in fact, many of the then 1,400 right bus employees whose jobs were on the line was in the financial year up to 2017, uh, Cornerstone Group donated £4.15 million to Green Pastures, but in the same year it posted a loss of £1.17 million. Of course, there's no suggestion whatsoever about any wrongdoing, but as you say, for people employed in a struggling business, a business which eventually collapsed, it doesn't make sense to, to the man in the street to be taking money out of that business. Those are funds which could help you through lean times. Indeed, Wright Bus had been a fixture in Ballymena since it was founded by Jeff Wright's father, Sir William Wright, in 1946. It obviously has a long-standing relationship with TransLink as a builder of its buses. It also famously won the contract to design and build the new Routemaster bus for Transport for London. So as far as anyone else knew, it was a company on a sign of financial footing up until 2019 when its situation very suddenly became rather shaky. And that's when it emerged in late 2019, story in the Sunday Life newspaper that from 2012 until 2017, approximately £16 million had been taken out of the Cornerstone Group and donated to a church, Green Pastors Church, headed by Jeff Wright. Questions were asked and tempers did run high, especially among the right bus employees who were staring redundancy in the face. Because at that time, right bus was still desperately seeking a buyer until Joe Bamford eventually bought the company out of administration. At one stage, several employees did protest outside Green Pastors Church following the revelation that substantial funds were donated from the Cornerstone Group to Green Pastures. And we know Jeff Wright uh, established Green Pastures. We've heard about his role in Green Pastures, but what role did he have in Wright Bus? Between March 1999 and December 2014, Jeff Wright was a director of the Cornerstone Group, the parent company of Wright Bus. Although he stood down as a director of the Cornerstone Group in 2014, he remained by far and away the company's largest shareholder, with over 500,000 of the shares issued in his own possession. So he still had a very significant controlling interest and financial interest in the Cornerstone Group. It must be said that Jeff Wright has previously stated that any wrongdoing on his part as both the founder and lead pastor of Green Pastors Church and the largest shareholder of the Cornerstone Group, he finds extremely hurtful and damaging. And he did say subsequently that the, to quote, the disappointment and sadness at our family friends' claps was shocking and deeply felt by all of us. 
I recognise the anger that the collapse has generated, but I am deeply concerned about the way this has been personalised. And we've discussed donations, but in, with regards to ownership uh, in either direction, did Rightbus, as was, own any of the assets concerned with Green Pastures, or did Green Pastures own any of the assets connected to Rightbus? Not directly. One of the shareholders, and it must be stated a smaller shareholder in the Cornerstone Group, was a company called the Wright Evangelical Trust. A lot of these companies are connected by having common directors in the same way that Jeff Wright is, connects Wright Bus to Green Pastures by virtue of being the largest shareholder of the, the parent company, the Cornerstone Group. While Wright Bus was eventually bought out of administration by Joe Bamford, the most recent company's house filings for Green Pastures, the People's Church, up until August 2020, show it has a total funds of £22.1 million, a substantial part of which must be the £16 million which came from the Cornerstone Group over those previous six years until it collapsed into administration. Now, according to Companies Honest Documents, the Cornerstone Group explained these donations by saying, quote, it's to fund the group's commitment to Christian, evangelical and other activities. Can I bring Andrew back in? Obviously a fascinating person, Pastor Jeff Wright. Would I be wrong in saying that he always seemed to be more interested in religious affairs, saving souls and helping people than making buses? And receive all that help from government that has been promised to this great company. But I refuse to publicly jeopardise the delicate nature of those ongoing talks and negotiations that could destroy the last chances of saving the workforce, the staff. Wright was never often publicly associated with you, the bus building business his father founded. He did have a brief career as an, uh, as an Irish League footballer, but apart from that, he didn't make the headlines much. Until, until really the whole situation when, when Wright Bus went into administration and the connections with Green Pastures came to light, that's really when people got to know the name Jeff Wright. And I mean, that's not surprising because we heard Fanola telling us, uh, given some of the background and the, about his charisma and personality. I mean, his plans for Green Pasture, it's almost a, a new Christian town that he plans to build. Very much so. I mean, Balmina has always been known as kind of, you know, on the Bible built, if you want to call it that, in Northern Ireland. Um, but his plans for the project, which was called the Gateway, were ambitious to say the least and they were huge and it was like a, a self-contained little town within a town almost um, I mean as I've mentioned previously he planned on having a supermarket restaurant social housing people could essentially never really have to leave the future of green pastures for various reasons now it doesn't seem on steady ground yes well the, the gateway project itself never really got off the ground it never got past the building of the main church building which has a small cafe in it and it's several floors. It's a huge building itself. But um, the construction of the various other plans, you know, the social housing, supermarket, whatnot, never really never really happened. Um, and then now it has emerged that um, Jeff Wright has reportedly told members that he plans to sell the church property, the land that the church is on. And now the board, in response to this, said they, they weren't aware of any arrangements like this and they're obligated to ensure that any sale of the church property would be in the church's best interests and they've sought legal advice around this. But now, of course, the, the board itself has resigned. Um, and as well, 
Green Pastures is registered as a charity and it's also registered as a company. It's registered as a limited by guarantee company, which is generally used for non-profit companies. Um, and there's several trustees to the, the Green Pastures as a charitable entity, um, Jeff Wright being one of them. But in a company's house records, Jeff Wright is listed as the director. So whether or not they'll be wrangling between the ability to sell the land, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I think it can be safely said that we haven't heard the last from Green Pastures or Jeff Wright, for that matter. This episode of The Bell Tale was presented and produced by myself, Kieran Dunbar, sound designed by Graham Davidson. The clips were from Green Pastures. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.